Welcome to the Core Women Podcast, the place for women entrepreneurs, authors, and self-starters looking to build community and gain valuable insights through expert interviews with women at the top of their game. Join your host, podcaster, producer, expert coach, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Summer Watson, as she aims to inspire and empower you through these candid conversations. Lean in and embrace the journey. It's time to start the show. Here's your host, Dr. Summer Watson. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome Kate Ackman, who is the author of The Full Spirit Workout, a Columbia University Certified Executive Leadership Coach, Broadcast Journalist, and TV Personality. She is a well-known communications, performance, and mindfulness expert, accomplished entrepreneur, and elite athlete who supports leaders with the tools, methods, and the energetic boost they need to excel. Kate's work is rooted in neuroscience, positive psychology, and whole person coaching techniques. She is passionate about mindfulness practices for both brain and body health, and is a meditation teacher and course creator for Insight Timer, the world's number one ranked free meditation app. We have so much to talk about, Kate, so let's jump right into this. Thank you so much for having me. It's my joy to be here. Absolutely. So Kate, I'm so excited to speak with you today about your journey, your new book, and how your passions align with your values. Please give us a glance into your past and how your journey developed into what it is today. I think that my life as an athlete shaped everything because I was a competitive swimmer for 17 years. And that is a sport that is all about discipline and dedication and hard work and being a good teammate. And so I knew how hard I had to train my physical muscles to compete at a high level for so many years. And as I went about my life, I had a very forward facing career as a TV person and professional model and in the rat race in New York city. And I I struggled like I think everybody. And I think it's so important that we are all a little more candid about our struggles. And I'm seeing a lot of people pretending that, oh, I've got it all together. And I think I recognize that because I was one of those people. I'm like, oh yeah. And I could present that, that polished put together package to the world, but behind the scenes, you know, there is a a bit more of a mess and, and we're all just trying to keep it together. And I think the more that we can be honest about that, the better. And so I had two massive wake up calls, losing two loved ones to suicide in one year. And besides dealing with the grief of that, I had to really get clear about who I was and, and how I was choosing to live my life. And I was choosing to live my life, placing all of my worth outside of myself, what I look like, how much money I make, all the shiny objects, um, social media status and all of those things that society says we have to have to be worthy of anything. And it was just an unsustainable lifestyle. And I didn't want to go down a dark path that these two very successful friends of mine went. And so that was really the beginning of the full spirit workout, you know, in the book, I think this full spirit workout started when I was four years old at the swim club and, and hearing the swim coach say something to my mom that translated into a very limiting core belief for me. So, you know, when I wrote the book, I went back to my origin story, which I invite everyone to do because we carry around these limiting beliefs. And it's, it's like, where does that even come from? And usually it's childhood, mm-hmm. some lie that we hear, someone says something about us, and then we go about our lives collecting evidence for why that lie is truth, mm-hmm. rather than collecting evidence for the compliments or the truth that we are good enough because we are. 
or we are so powerful and, and can do whatever we decide is important enough. So I, I knew there was a way to a better way of life. I was determined to find that. And, and that's what all of this research and, and the hardcore spiritual practices and really just the life experience and street credibility came about because I wanted to train my attitudinal muscles and get really strong and fit and optimistic and resilient on the inside so that I had the confidence to not just perform for 10 minutes, you know, at a zoom meeting or at a conference or on TV, but to have that confidence that could weather any storm. And, and what a great time to develop that confidence when we're in this upside down world. Oh, absolutely. And just speaking to so many people every day, I do recognize that this is a time of reflection and transformation if we take that opportunity to make it such. So your book, it begins the full spirit workout with a very impacting story and the overwhelm that overcame you as you walked down a very busy New York City street. Would you like to give the listeners just a glimpse into, and you already have just a touch, but a bit more into what happened that day? Yeah. Oof. I think cause I'm, I'm down the street from there yeah. <laughs> right now, but this was six weeks after I had lost the love of my life to suicide. And it was, you know, a year after another dear friend took his life and I was exhausted, but not giving myself the proper rest and self-care to really manage the magnitude of what I was experiencing. If you need to take a break. I'm okay. I think I'm just emotional because I've left New York city for a few months and now I'm back. And, um, there's a lot of emotions going on <laughs> with oh, everything, yeah. but I think this is okay. And I think it's important to let your listeners know that it's okay to show emotion and how oh, great to show emotion. Cause it meant you cared and you loved someone and it was painful. Yeah. So I'm honored to show emotion here because there is such a stigma. And I think it's a big part of why these two men chose to end their lives because they were taught as men not to show emotion. And I don't want to even think of where I would be if I didn't show emotion now or that day and reaching out to my brother for help because I, I was experiencing what I now know was a massive panic attack near the middle of Times Square, which is panic inducing, even under the best of circumstances. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm so glad that as I was, you know, grasping to even be able to breathe, I reached out to my brother, who's a physician, and he was able to get me some medicine that I had taken in the past. It was, it's an antidepressant. And, you know, I, I found myself at the Dwayne Reed on the corner of 34th street and eighth Avenue across from very congested Penn station area, contemplating taking this bottle of pills, not because I wanted to hurt myself, but I was just in so much pain and I wanted it to go away, whatever that took. And I was clearly out of my mind. And what's scary about that is like, all it takes is a moment of forgetting who we are to make a really bad decision or to end our lives. And that really shook me to my core and it really scared me. And it, it, it was just the wake up call is such a understatement and, and really doesn't even justify it. But I think a lot of people have experienced a dark moment like that, whether it's losing a loved one or losing a job or losing all their money or 
whatever it is, I think, especially this past year, it's, it's indicated in the statistics and suiciding suicide being the leading cause of death. So, you know, you never grow up and think I'm going to speak publicly about mental health and suicide prevention, but I'm honored to do this work. It's, it's a life assignment that I've taken on and it's hard. It's heartbreaking, but we got to stop. We got to stop pretending that mental health issues aren't a big deal. And we got to start talking about this and taking care of one another and normalizing it more. And so that's, I'm happy to be the face of that and start getting more real with ourselves about what's really going on within us at our core and then take the proper steps. And that's why it was so important for me not to just to talk about this, but give people the tools and resources and exercises because our society is not, our society just tells us what's wrong with us. And you suck, or you should be better or suck it up or let it go. And I, I find that so dismissive and harmful. So I just wanted to, um, you know, while I'm being vulnerable and candid, also give people practical tools that have worked for me. And I think this is good too, that I'm so emotional. Cause I think you can go about, you can even have a long stretch, maybe even years, you're feeling really good. And then we all know you get triggered. You see something, you hear a song, you miss the person. So that's okay. That's, yeah. that's actually like, it's appropriate that you're sad and emotional. Oh, absolutely. And we do not need to apologize for it. We are human. And as humans, we show a range of emotions. And what we've been conditioned to do is hide them, put them aside, ignore them. And that's what we've been told. You know, we'll get past it. It's okay. We'll shut the door. It's fine. It's fine. And when you do that and you layer that and you layer that, then all of a sudden you've got this internalized turmoil. And so it just, it'll come out. It'll come out on a New York City street. It'll come out at some point. So it's best to experience it, embrace it, work through it. So important. And you touched on so many important things here that we do get triggered. So if we do bottle up and hide it and then, you know, squash it down, something's going to trigger it eventually. And we have those moments where we just kind of like fall apart and the day gets darker and that's why I constantly, constantly speak about invisible wounds, the, the symptoms of, right? And yet they're not. There are symptoms that we can absolutely identify in by calling them such. I think we're giving a pass to not recognizing them. Yeah. And invisible wounds. What a, what a phrase. Yeah. Right? And so they do that all the time with military. Oh, these are invisible wounds. These are invisible wounds. But yet um, in regards to veterans coming back with PTSD or whatever the case may be. And so the depression and, and the angst and all that, and yet they're not so invisible. If we educate more and talk more openly, we get rid of the stigma and we start recognizing more of the symptoms. And then we are also able to ask what's going on. How are you feeling? Yeah. And when you talk about it, as you know, it loosens its grip on you. Even right now, I'm like, okay, great. And you know, good job and tell yourself, good job talking about the hard thing, doing the hard thing, working through it, talking about it. Cause even right now I just feel much lighter. I feel free. And I hope that whoever is listening can share their truth and feel lighter and feel yeah. free. And even right now I'm like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. It just, cause the emotion moves through you when you release it, otherwise it gets stored and blocked. And then you're going to have your meltdown moment or 
have an experience that could be quite dangerous or frightening. So let's just, let's just talk about it. And, you know, even now I'm like shaking it out and feeling good. And, um, (laughs) she's shaking it out, folks. She's feeling good. (laughs) What is the shame behind it? I'm just, I'm just done. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Yeah. I love that you're making this so real. And so you're so present and you're in it. And we folks, if you're listening, this is how you embrace it. And this is how you work through it. And this is how you shake it out. And this is how you break down the stigma. So let's shake it out right now. If you're listening, let's just shake it out. Shake it out. <laughs> I'm always shaking it out. Ooh, release that. Release those emotions. <laughs> Thank you, Kate. Thank you so much for your vulnerability and for going through this. I mean, we just had a moment. Woo! We love it. <laughs> yes, it feels good. It does. So when I look at the table of contents of your book, I love how you align your chapters with a full spiritual workout from stretching to cooling down. Can you give the listeners a bit of an overview of your book and explain your concept of spiritual core? Yeah. So this program, it's directional. It's not linear. So you can skip all over just like when you go to the gym, some people do a full body workout and that's what the full spirit workout is. It's a play on the full body workout that you often hear advertised at the gym, but it's also about bringing your full spirit to everyone you meet and everything that you do, your authentic truth and power, your passion, your presence, show up like you mean it, have something to say. I know you do. Let's hear it, you know? So it's like this era of pretending and keeping quiet and, oh, we don't talk about that. We're, we're done with that. This is about the realness. And this is not about striving or forcing or controlling to make anything happen and being that sweaty hamster frantically running on the wheel. This is more about stillness and going within. And rather than acting out, we are acting in and getting quiet with ourselves and actually getting to know ourselves and, and what we really want, not what we want, that's often dictated by society and what our friends are doing, what mom says we should be doing, what the celebrities tell us we should be doing. This is what we really want. And the only way we discover what we really want is when we get quiet and go within and spend that at least five minutes a day and what I call sit and stare time. And like you said, just reflecting and processing all of this and checking in like you would a small child and asking yourself, what do you want? What do you need right now? What's working? And if you're feeling extra brave and courageous and bold, tell yourself, just like I would have told myself right there, hey, Gate, good job. You got through that. It, you, so a lot of emotion came up. You talked about it. You got through it. You didn't judge yourself. You didn't care if anyone else is judging you. Brava. So I think with the spiritual fitness, it really is developing that strong spiritual core, like I talked about, where it's building that inner confidence that's based on our internal worth, not the externals. And then the good news about that is, well, it it can be very challenging and you may experience some resistance just like you would before a physical workout. You'll start to crave it after a while because you'll, you'll start to think, oh, wow, I feel a lot better in my body. I feel comfortable. I have better relationships. Wow. I'm getting along with people better. I don't have to try so hard. I'm getting the emails and these opportunities and experiences are are chasing me. So you'll start to actually want to do the exercises, but have fun with it. Of course, I wanted to make it fun. It's in the subtitle because I mean, let's face it. I'm fun. No, (laughs) I, I, I consider myself a fun person because I just know for myself, if something, you know, this, whatever it is, if it's daunting or boring or heavy, you're not going to want to do it. And, And that's why the reviews and the people I've heard from, they tell me, I can't put this book down because 
I want, I did it in such a conversational way. This is just like having a conversation with your best friend and really getting to the heart of the matter. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. There's, there's so much I appreciate about this book and the process that you went through personally to support the development of it. I love the line on page eight, where you write, I'm now able to live in faith rather than fear. We have been conditioned as you touched on over the years by caretakers, parents, clergy, media, to believe certain things about ourselves. However, you had a pivotal point or an awakening, how you wanted that to take a turn, how you wanted to understand that versus continuing to adopt the values of others. You were aware that conditioning was one of the precipitating factors for overwhelm, depression, anxiety, and going back to that line, fear. As such, you change the direction of your course. What are three key points in your book that you would want somebody to take away and practice in their everyday life to help with building their faith? Wow. Um, I think, first of all, you, you have to be willing to build your faith. And that sounds so simple, right? But there's a spiritual principle that says our good intentions are not enough. Our willingness is everything. You have to be willing to show up when you don't feel like it show up when you feel like you don't look the part, you're not good enough. They've got the cuter, better, whatever thing. Who am I to do this? Just be willing to show up. And then it's no longer a question of, well, who am I to do this? Or can I do this? It's like, well, I just did it. And I talk about that in dance class. I'm a horrible dancer. I go to dance class. It builds my confidence, not because I'm the best in the class, not because anyone is impressed by my dancing, not because I can move like JLo or Usher. I am willing to show up and suck and not be great. But what's great about that is my inner perfectionist takes a freaking seat because there's no giving a perfect performance, no such thing. And yeah. dance class, I'm there to simply move the emotion and shake my hair and not have it look so perfect and just be in touch with my body. And then that becomes the perfect performance. So be willing to show up even when it's hard, have the difficult conversation, even though it's scary leave the relationship, whatever it is, just even just say, dear God, I am willing. Or, you know, those times you want to judge yourself or others. Ooh, whoa. So the awareness, wow, I am really judging myself right now, but I'm willing not to. Or in fear, wow, I'm really freaking out right now. I'm willing to choose peace or love instead. Who can I reach out to for support? So willingness first and foremost, that sit and stare time that I talked about, so vital please give that gift to yourself. The people who say I'm too busy, must be nice, can't do it. I say, I don't have time to be angry. You know, everyone says I don't have time, Well, I don't have time to be angry and I'm human. I can get angry and I don't want to be in that space. It doesn't feel good. And then more importantly, just for myself, as you know, other people are at the effect of our anger and that doesn't feel good for anybody. So I, when people say that, I'm just, I just say, what, what do you want your life to be? And, and who do you want to be? I think another powerful tool in terms of surrender and, and building your trust muscle is to be okay if something happens and okay if it doesn't. That's a quote that I, I put on Instagram and it went viral because I think it is that message of relief that you put in your best work and you are open to the best thing in the world happening to you. And you're also open to rejection or failure or people not liking you. But what's great about that is you did it. You showed up in a big way. You went for it. And if you don't get this thing, 
you're going to get that thing. And that thing is going to be even better, not just for you, but for the collective in terms of your purpose and what you're here to do. So building that trust muscle. And I think too, this notion of we have to have it all figured out all the time. I, I think the more that we can just allow ourselves to be human, as my speaking coach Eduardo says to me, he's like, just be a, just be a person. I think we forget that we are just people and our humanity is good enough and sexy and authentic and relatable. And when you're just being a person and you have a really strong purpose, your why, I feel like the world is yours. It's not going to be easy at all times. You can be open to it being easy, but when you have that strong why and you have that passion project, for me, it was this book, a divine assignment that I, I, I wrote and dedicated to my friends and for anyone who struggles with mental health, which as I've learned is everyone. So that's what keeps me going, even when it's hard for whatever reason. And when you have that strong why it, it'll, it'll keep you going. And, and what great advice that I, I always hear from the late, great Kobe Bryant is just keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Keep going. But also if you're listening people, as you experienced, even in this interview, keep going, but make sure to see in stillness, work through it, accept it because we all experience mental health, times of struggle, times of difficulty, being triggered, and how we work through that is a process. Every single one of us has a different process. So what's great about this book as well, and I love books like yours, Kate, because they don't leave me hanging with just inspiration and the story, but they give practical application. And that is awesome. I love that because you send people away for success. You set them up for success. And that's what I love about the full spirit workout because it does. It has these practical applications. She talks in this book, like the everyday person, and it resonates with folks. It's nice. It's a fun read. It's fluid and it's got practical applications. So thank you for writing it. Thank you for taking the time to invest in it. And I know as being an author myself, there's iteration after iteration after iteration, because we want to make sure that we're offering something of value and you have. Thank you so much. Yes. That was my intention. Oh, it is. It is a wonderful book. You have your story. And like you said, you're real. And I think that just resonates with people. When I see posts and they're perfect, that's great. I, I'm not bagging on that. But when I also see people just being out there and real, we all have, and we forget that we need, just need to tap into who we are. And as your speaking coach said, just be that person, be who you are, because that will resonate with folks. People like that. People like who you are. You don't have to resemble somebody else necessarily. Just be who you are. You offered so much here. My last question is if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would they be? So I have the five P's of confidence and the second one is patience. And I think this is such a good reminder because it stems from the Latin word for suffering. So no wonder we hate to be patient because we're suffering, but I would just like to quickly remind you 20 years ago, country singer Shelby Lynn won best new artist. And when she accepted her award, she said, thank you. Best new artist. Wow. It only took me 13 years and six albums to get here. And I, it's the only Grammy speech I ever remember because it was hysterical and just illustrates that I had never even heard of her. I'm like, oh, it's because she just came out last year, best new artist. 
but it was all these years in the making. And I think sometimes we're all guilty of seeing the final product and thinking, why am I not there yet? But just know that everyone's 13 years and six albums into their thing and to keep going and enjoy the process, trust the process, trust yourself. The word confidence stems from the words to trust. So trust, have patience. It's all happening behind the scenes for you. If you just keep putting one foot in front of the other and have some fun. I think we all forget to have fun. Mm -hmm. Let's have fun. And you're so powerful. And I know for a fact, you can do whatever you decide is important enough. Thank you. Thank you, Kate, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just giving you a big hug. <laughs> Hugs back. If you would like to connect with Kate Ekman, you can find her at www.kateekman.tv, on Facebook at kateekman.tv, and Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Kate Ekman. You can find her book on her publisher's page at www.newworldlibrary.com, as well as most online retailers such as Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Target. Thank you for joining us on the Core Women Podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women and on Twitter at Core Women One. For more about Core Women and Dr. Watson, visit corewomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great! Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love & Money Collective, a core women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com.